Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, I'd be a little worried about driving more than 80 miles an hour down rough, narrow back roads, but I had complete confidence in Carface. In addition to being an excellent driver, his borrowed I-beams made his impossible cornering and maneuvering possible, all while the cabin never registered so much as a bump in the road. It was tantamount to being in a dream, where the sleeping world was just a whisper of reality, and even the most absurd conditions were casually accepted. What did bother me, however, was how Sugar chose the route on our quest for Isaiah. It was like he knew exactly where he was going. So, are you going to tell me the story between you and Drauker? It was pretty clear you guys had some history between you. It's a natural repulsion, Rosemary. <laughs> like mustard and custard. Never shall the two co-mingle. <laughs> Why, we hated each other the very moment we locked eyes. There's a pleasant simplicity in that. Instinctual hatred. <laughs> Well, he did raise some interesting points about me having the Balik. Is it true that I'm the only Merling to have one? And I'm the only one with a candy cane blade. Carface is the only one with a magical tire iron. Kujus is the only... Okay, okay, I get your point. 
But I'm sure you've noticed that me and Isaiah, well, we don't exactly look like the rest of the gang. You know what I mean? It was the first time I'd said out loud what I'd been thinking for a while. And I could see from his expression, Sugar wasn't happy with the topic. So, you rented a little place in your head for that blithering blowhard Drowker, have you? Well then, I'm only too happy to play along. Let me ask you this, dear sister of mine. If you were not what you are, then that would mean you and I aren't related in the slightest. And I know you know better. You can feel it. <laughs> I know you can, can't you? He was right. I could feel the connection. It was plain as day. But there was no denying that I also felt some kind of connection to Drowker. How was any of this even possible? And, not to mention, there's a teensy-weensy question of logistics. The wakeless can't fully manifest outside of sleep. In fact, most of them can't even leave the city, lest they lose their great and mighty mojo. <laughs> that, my dear, is the very reason we exist at all. <laughs> to do their dirty work in the waking world. And yet, here you are, fully empowered, Balak and all. Hardly the constitution of a wakeless. <laughs> It was hard to deny his reasoning. <laughs> that is, if he really knew his ass from a hole in the ground, which I had no reason to doubt. But still, something wasn't adding up. Aside from a gut feeling and a few words from a wakeless, I didn't have much of a case to lay out. Well, not yet, anyway. I decided to change the subject, and Sugar was only too happy to oblige. Where are we, anyway? You've been staring Carface further and further into the sticks. Our brother is a company man, so he's likely to have taken the least conspicuous route, which is why someone might have found him. He's predictable that way. <laughs> oh, poor Isaiah. He's just not one for thinking outside the box. <laughs> Wait a minute, look. There's an overturned car. By Jove, you're right! Let's take a peek, shall we? <laughs> oh, looks to be recent. These furrows in the dirt seem pretty fresh. And right here, in the dirt. Footsteps. They're headed straight into the woods. You're quite the detective. <laughs> but you missed this. Jesus. Looks like something sliced right through the wheel and severed the axle. Not likely something that happened during the crash, either. More likely the cause. What do you say we follow those tracks? Sugar? What the? Where'd you go? Sugar! Carface, did you see where he went? Carface stood silently, his engine purring away. 
This wasn't the time for Sugar to pull his disappearing act. Ugh, but I didn't have time to play games. I needed to find Isaiah fast, and I had a sneaking suspicion he was the one driving the wrecked car. So, you think you could do your, um, switcheroo and come with me into the woods? I think I'm gonna need all the help I can get. I stepped back as the demon hot rod revved his engine, the ensuing gray exhaust erasing him from view. A cool breeze whistled through the trees, scattering the meandering smoke and revealing Carface's humanoid form. A towering creature of metal, leather, and chrome. Of all my half-brothers and sisters, he was easily my favorite. It didn't take long before we ran into downed trees that looked like they'd been snapped in half by cannonballs. If I was unsure whether the tracks belonged to Isaiah before, I was certain now. What the hell was he fighting out here? In the next instant, the forest lit up like Yankee Stadium, Carface's headlights blazing the forest blue. There, in the azure haze, sat a huge hole, and inside of it, the remains of what looked like a wooden cabin. Given how all the dirt and rock was scattered, it seemed an awful lot like something massive had erupted beneath the cabin. The lights filling the woods narrowed, as Carface highlighted some tracks next to the hole. Once I got a good look at them, I could see they weren't Isaiah's. They were larger and inhuman. The rest of the scene didn't take a genius to figure out. Whatever had emerged from the hole marched a straight line through the woods, leaving a procession of fallen trees and deep furrows as it went, the smaller inhuman footprints walking beside it. The absence of Isaiah's tracks made it a safe bet he was carried by the larger thing. At least I hoped he was being carried and not something a hell of a lot worse. Following the trail of devastation, my heart in my throat, we soon arrived at a large prominence of jutting rock. I choked back a gasp when the grisly details of the scene melted into view. The stone face was strung with what looked like lengths of nervous tissue, the blood-flecked rock suggesting that the materials were indeed organic, more than likely recently liberated from their previous host. The nervous tendrils marked out a massive, semicircular shape upon the stone, and all of it emanated from a single source, a source that I hadn't noticed for the black cloth thrown over it, and it was moving, if ever so slightly. Carface focused his lights upon the quivering shape, and I yanked the dark covering away. Beneath was a horror of splayed, mutilated flesh, barely recognizable for the woman it was. And perhaps worst of all, she was still alive. Seated on some kind of metal chair, her eyes reflected pain beyond imagination. A singular and wordless longing for death. Her torso had been ripped open, and in the yawning wet cavity, a rusty, bladed ovoid machine had been crudely inserted. With the thick blanket gone, I could hear the smallest buzzing coming from the thing. Inside the woman's mouth, widened via the dislocation of her lower jaw, was another smaller machine. But the crowning mutilation consisted of the sprawling network of nerves that had somehow been uprooted from the woman and strung across the rock face. As for the strange metal chair contraption, it was a dead ringer for the one we found hidden in the wall of the outreach center in Blackledge. 
My heart almost jumped from my chest as I realized what happened to Isaiah. Fucking scream eaters! And now they have Isaiah doing only God knows what to him! Carface's headlight eyes were strangely sympathetic. I shuddered at the thought of what I'd have to do to follow them, wherever they'd gone. I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I wasn't a goddamn monster. I, I wasn't going to subject that poor woman to even more pain. All I could do was put her out of her misery and, and find another way. He must have somehow understood my conundrum, because before I could figure out what he was up to, Carface threw the gore-encrusted lever at the top of the pain chair. Carface, no! As the woman in the chair shrieked her bottomless pain, the conduit of nerve endings jerked and trembled against the cold stone. A crooked fissure split the face of the ancient rock. It yawned open, forming an enormous mouth that stretched wide in a deafening earthen scream. With the woman's pain reaching its human limits, the wailing gates materialized from the maw of screeching stone. I reached for the lever to deactivate the device, put an end to this woman's agony, but Carface seized me in his metal arms and threw me beyond the gates. The wailing gates began to close, Carface barely slipping inside before it collapsed into hissing whispers. I sat frozen on the floor for a second, mourning what we'd done to the woman, the hell we'd left her in. Yet I snapped out of it when I realized the floor was translucent, allowing a glimpse of what it concealed, or rather imprisoned. Just beneath me churned and bubbled a lake of yellow liquid, the limbo elixir. And clamoring up at me, hands outstretched, fingers pressed to the transparent flooring, pleading for release. Hundreds of human shapes, all just masses of rubbery boiled flesh, their white eyes nearly eclipsed by their swollen cheeks. I gawked in horror, my eyes fixed to the suffering legions beneath me. Those fucking bastards. I swear I'll see their whole damn species exterminated before I'm done. With that, I rationalized what had been done to the woman in the chair. Her sacrifice was an opportunity to free far more from torment. I would destroy whatever this place was once we were done here. The space we wandered through was vast, far more than anything I ever encountered in Blackridge. Everywhere I turned, there was some kind of Torturian technology, wicked machines engineered for a single purpose, to extract pain and convert it to energy. They were towering and intricate, labyrinths of steel and wires, pulsating with stolen screams. Each device we passed was more terrible than the last. In varying degrees of size and complexity, they all featured cold metallic appendages and interfaces, designed exclusively to interface with victims in a myriad of excruciating ways. Creeping along, the air was heavy with the low hum of countless hateful machines, and the dim, flickering lights cast long, quivering shadows across the floor. We came upon a massive chamber, crowded with all sorts of hideous devices, many of which seemed designed for combat. I hadn't forgotten my go-round with Botch and his mechanical pig. 
Torturian weapon systems had a certain look to them. Their pain ejection systems, for lack of a better name, were generally elongated wand-like devices, their twisted metal frames sweeping back from mouth-shaped barrels. And of course, there was no mistaking the agony-infested blades that hung down from some of the uglier contraptions. The center of the chamber was dominated by a large, semi-organic pod-looking thing, which was ringed with pain weaponry mounted to a rustic metallic track. I assumed it was a communications room, as I could hear the sputter and crackle of static. This is Designate Oasis, requesting an audience. Audience granted. State your business. The Pale One is mine. He writhes in my yellow royal as we speak. His secrets being coaxed from him by a million screams. My queen would prefer his pain as her own. But I've been instructed to proffer a different arrangement. You vastly overestimate your bargaining posture. Need I remind you that we could withdraw our support for your interests in Blackledge at any point we desire. In that case, my queen would like to remind you that we have extensive records of our various arrangements. Exchanges that could prove quite damning if shown to the other cabals. And now it seems you're underestimating our influence within the Esoterium. But, be that as it may, I will hear this offer of yours. We would require access to the cities east of Blackledge, specifically Brennan and Hanover. Naturally, we would require no formal assistance in this endeavor, merely a blind eye. If this could be agreed upon, I could see to your rogue agent's return as soon as this very night. My Balik was out, my blood on fire. The bastard was already torturing Isaiah, and on top of it all, someone in the Esoterium was mixed up in the whole thing. Oh, all these fuckers would be better off dead, and I was going to do everything in my power to see to it. We snuck along the back of the chamber to ambush the monster, but we had to be careful. It must have had one beast of a combat torturer, given the trail of destruction we'd followed. <sighs> I was also debating on whether I should wring Sugar's neck for abandoning us. Where was he? We find your proposal acceptable. Send us the coordinates, and a contingent will be dispatched presently to collect our property. 
I've transmitted the coordinates and will be awaiting your arrival. The creature exited the pod and walked down a connecting hallway. It didn't look at all like the Scream Eaters from Blackledge, which were hybrids of man and living agony. This thing was a total package, all monster and no man. Its body was encased in a lithe black metallic armor, swathed with spikes and hooks and scowling metallic faces, the largest of the faces forming the armor's breastplate. Its gauntlets were no less lethal looking, ending in open metal jaws, snaking fleshy tongues playing between the glistening teeth. Its face was a mask of exposed gums, jaws better suited to a lion recessed into red pulpy flesh. <laughs> By the time I was done with the thing, it was going to look a hell of a lot worse. We followed it into another chamber, and once the creature moved beyond it, mechanical doors slammed down, trapping Carface and me inside. Bothering with a rebuttal, I plied my power against the door. Just when the metal began to screech apart, the room filled with screams and pain. Wave after wave after wave. While I wasn't given the specifics of your abilities, Rosemary Stroud, I know a weightless when I see one. And in my experience, there's nothing more disruptive to a good, sound sleep than unrelenting anguish. I was blind with pain, deaf from the screams. There was nothing I could do but collapse beneath the Scream Eater's onslaught. But apparently, thank God, Carface had some gas left in the tank. In demonic hot rod mode, he smashed right through the doors, sending them spinning into the outer darkness. With the chamber unsealed, the pain relented and I sprinted after my half-brother. Following in the wake of Carface's devastation, as he plowed through everything in his path, I finally caught up to him where he loomed, returned to his humanoid form. We stood back to back, our blue eyes ablaze as we searched out the Scream Eater. From above us, two whip-like tongues struck out, wrapping themselves around our necks channeling agony into every inch of us. Pain is the sweetest serenade to the flesh. 
A coarse song that stirs the skin, teaching it how to squirm and sing. As I barely managed to slash free with my bailing, Carface's jumper cables hissed and snapped. They uncoiled from within his leather sleeves, clamping over the tongue wrapped around his neck. The smell of ozone and roasting meat filled the air, cooking the squirming thing with more juice than an orange grove. Looking no worse for wear, the Scream Eater leapt down from the shadows, its rictus grin of oversized teeth smoldering, its eyeless gaze burning across my face. In a single fluid movement, the monster placed a long silver flute to its clenched teeth and hissed into it. Something gigantic and mechanical stirred somewhere nearby, shaking the very floor. Carface, destroy that thing and find Isaiah. I'll take care of this freak. There is such exquisite pain hiding within you, creature. Allow me to show it to you. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content, such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.